If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Show Me How Good It Gets. I'm your host, Malvika. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. This is your host, Malvika, and you're listening to Show Me How Good It Gets. Um, I can't believe I just said that. I practiced that in the shower this morning, and it sounded really cool, I think. Um, but welcome. Um, I'm really excited to be chatting today. I today wanted to talk a little bit about friendship because it's probably one of the things I get the most DMs and questions about after dating. Um, and I think there's just so much media on romantic relationships out there. Um, and I'm only 21. I don't know if I have all the wisdom on romantic relationships, but I do think I know a lot about platonic relationships. And I've had those for the entirety of my life um, and I think I'm pretty successful at them so I thought we could chat about it making them making close friendships losing them male friendships just kind of the whole gamut right um, and this was all kind of inspired by this one quote that I posted about on TikTok and it went viral because I think everyone really resonates with it and here it is it's from Black Iris by Leah Rader and here it goes girls love each other like animals There is something ferocious and unselfconscious about it. We don't guard ourselves like we do with boys. No one trains us to shield our hearts from each other. With girls, it's total vulnerability from the beginning. Our skin is bare and soft. We love with claws and teeth, and the blood is just proof of how much. It's feral, and it's relentless. Isn't that quote just so beautiful? I I mean, for me, it really perfectly encapsulates friendship because I'm kind of obsessive about my friendships and I've, I've been thinking about this a lot right because I'm finishing up my undergrad career and I'm moving to Chicago which is a city where I know nobody and all my best friends are going to be in San Francisco or in Boston some in New York and I am going to be the only one in Chicago which means I need to make a whole new group of friends which is terrifying to me Um, And anytime I tell anyone that, they're like, ah, you're going to be fine. You're so good at making friends. But here's what they don't understand. I'm not nervous about just meeting people and making friends. I, for my entire life, have been obsessive about best friends. And I, I think it's unhealthy, actually, how much I love having a really close, tight, 
best group of friends um, because that's an unrealistic expectation and that's really hard. And I think that stems from how friendship is marketed to us when we're a young girl. A pattern I recognized in myself was an urge to twin with friends, specifically female identifying. And that obsessive sameness is what eventually ran out of steam because we are always ever changing. But if we operate on a we're the same person basis, when change occurs, it can kind of feel like a betrayal to the friendship. And the friendship is all attached to your own identity. It's really impossible to keep up. And that was kind of what friendship was to me as a middle schooler. That was like the era of BFFs and twinsies. And I think some of it got stuck in my brain. Um, And I still operate under some of those like same narratives. But I just, I acknowledge that they're unhealthy and I I really want to stop doing that. Um, But I thought I would talk a little bit about my journey with my friends, right? Because middle school... I don't think I made good friends. A lot of my friends made me feel like shit about myself. After I would hang out with them, I would pick apart my own appearance and my jokes and the way I presented myself. And that is just not a good relationship. If it doesn't leave you feeling good, it's not good for you. Healthy things feel good after. Unhealthy things feel good before. I really stand by that statement. And it really goes with relationships, platonic and romantic. Um... And yeah, my friends in middle school really did not make me feel good about myself. And I didn't really make a good group of friends. Um, And I went to public school at the time and everyone was going to matriculate to the public high school near me. And I felt so trapped in my friendships. And I knew if I went to the same public high school, I would spend my time with the same people who did not make me feel good about myself, not one bit. And... So when I finally got the chance to shadow at another private high school a little further away, I jumped at it. And it was an all-girls private Catholic high school. Um, And anyone who meets me now is so shocked by this statement. But I loved it. I shadowed there one day, and I loved that it was all-girls, okay? I was, like, obsessed with the environment there. Everyone was in sweats and buns, and it was so homey and casual, And, like, the cheerleaders came out and were so hype and wearing, like, these fun sweatpants. And I remember being like, this is the environment I want to be in. Like, girlhood was so amplified and empowering in that environment. And I loved it. And I don't regret going to an all-girls school at all because I think a lot of the self-policing that occurs between the ages of 14 and 18 was eliminated because of my all-girls high school. Um... My second day at my high school, I made my best friend. So it really goes to show you how quickly I attach. And I think it's got to have something to do with the fact that I'm an only child and I'm very close to my parents. I'm sure there's some like weird psychology there that I haven't dug into. Um, And I'm also really good at being alone. So it's not about that. It's just when I make a friend, I like to make a best friend. Um, Otherwise, I'd rather just have no one at all. (laughs) Um, But... I made one of my best friends in the world my second day of high school, and we kind of just did everything together. I mean, it's that same idea of sameness and matching. Like, we loved to match for spirit weeks, and we had uniform, but on days we didn't have uniform. We would text each other about, like, what we're wearing the next day, and and we've really grown out of that now. We're still best friends, and we're just super different, and we lean into that. Um, But at the age of 14, it was all about sameness and likeness, and... It was, it was a different age, and that was so special. Um, 
and me and her, we kind of traversed friend groups together. We went through a couple of friend groups together and by senior year really found our people. And it was the four of us, the four girls, and we were tight as can be. Like we were so, so close. Um, And they weren't my only friends. One of my other best friends, I would carpool with her every morning to school and we're also still best friends. And like, I I just think through that high school experience, I made such close relationships and really, Anytime I meet any of the girls from my high school, I still feel such a like like fondness for them because we grew up together, um, and that was really special. And I'm really glad I was able to make friends there, and I'm really glad I didn't go to the high school I originally wanted to go to um, because it was such a good experience. And it really showed me that friendship can be good. That was the first time friends I made my for myself were, were good. Um, and I'd had... I grew up an only child, right? So my parents actually made my first... E- this is not chronological, by the way. And you're going to tell my stories. I'm really bad at telling chronological stories. So I'm going to jump back and forth. And I hope you guys are just keeping up with me and care about this just a teeny tiny bit. But um, my parents were really cognizant of the fact that I was growing up an only child. So my mom made it a point to make a bunch of family friends that also had daughters that were only children. And so we also all grew up together. And they were like the closest thing I've ever had to siblings. I'm the youngest, but we're all only daughters, and we are so freaking tight. Like, this January, actually, three of us went on, like, a girls' trip together, and it was so fun because it was our, like, first girls' trip without our parents, and it was just awesome, and they both have big girl jobs in different cities, and it was just, like, such a special trip. Um, Also, if you're, you're going to be able to tell, but I am obsessed with my friendships. Like, I pour all my love and energy into them, and they're worth it for me because I know they're going to be forever. Which is also problematic, and I think why friendship breakups hurt so much more than romantic breakups, because with romantic breakups, there's almost, like, a notion of, like, yeah, this could end in a breakup, and with friends, you never think that, so when it does end, it's so much more painful, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about, you know, friendship breakups, but again, not chronological, I'm just going based off the vibes. Um, So yeah, high school ended, and again, after high school, all my friends were going to stay in California, and I was moving to Boston, Massachusetts, where again, I would know no one. This is going to be a recurring theme in my life, okay? I moved to Boston, Massachusetts, knowing no one, going to school of 300 people. That's, That's true. My college is 300 students, and it is really tiny. My class is 80 kids. Um, and I got to college and I freaked out because I'm so used to having best friends and I needed to replicate that. And luckily at my, at my college, Olin College of Engineering, we are given a SIB, which is like an older student. Mine was a sophomore. Um, and we're like just mashed up with someone to like show us the ropes of the school. And most people don't become like close friends with theirs. It's just like, oh, like, let's grab lunch, like, once or twice, and that's it. I, again, this is going to be another recurring theme, I latched onto her. Her name is Emily. She's the best. And, like, I really, we just started doing everything together, going to every meal together, hanging out every night, and it was so nice because I felt like, okay, I have my person, and that kind of made me not make other friends because I was, like, I'm comfortable in this relationship. Um, And... Throughout my freshman year, I made, like, a couple other best friends, um, actually because of heartbreak. Like, me, Kyle, and Annie, they're two of my best friends. We kind of became best friends because we were all sad at the same time. 
it, which is so funny looking back now because now we're all like so happy and having the best time of our lives and we're still best friends and like it's funny that that's what it was born out of um and at the time I didn't know if it was sustainable because we were friends because we were sad um but like we all helped each other kind of climb out of the sadness together which I think is really special um oh my god so at the end of freshman year I had a couple friends right and I think there's this pressure with friendships about timelines and expectations and I think the pressure on college is you're going to meet all your people your freshman year. Like, that's the pressure around it, which I, I think is completely, entirely unrealistic. I did not meet all my people my freshman year at all. In fact, most of my freshman year, I was very depressed. And I'm going to talk about, like, homesickness and moving away from home in a different episode because it's, like, a huge topic. But I was really sad my freshman year. And, like, not myself, not very outgoing, had a lot of social anxiety, really sad and like it's hard to make friends when you're really sad but I will say my friendships blossom and bloom because of vulnerability and I'm not talking I make friends out of trauma dumping I don't think that's healthy but if you're making a new female friend especially like open up be vulnerable like that's how that's how you do it that's how it goes um I don't I don't do small talk a lot I just don't enjoy it And I think that helps me in my friendships. Again, don't trauma dump. Don't, like, meet someone and tell them about, like, your generational trauma. I'm talking, like, open up. Tell them you've had a hard week and, like, you're a little stressed out or you're feeling a little lonely. Like, people like to know you, you know, really know you. And, yeah, so my friend Emily, who I made because she was my sim my freshman year, ended up studying abroad the next year, which I was shattered because I was like, this is my person and she's leaving like, what do I do now? Like, I have to make new friends now? I only have two other friends. <laughs> like, um, And so she left for Paris. It's funny because Emily in Paris, right? Um, and she was, like, having the time of her life studying abroad. And I was like, I need to get my shit together. I need to make friends. I've been good at this. What the hell is my problem now? Like, I need to finally make friends. And I get this question all the time. Like, how did you do that? And here's the thing, it is really scary to put yourself out there, but what I did was I love game nights and I love games, and every time I met or found a cool person, I was like, hey, I'm hosting a game night, you should come over and hang out. And this was really nice because I did this with guys and girls I found cool and interesting, and never before college in my life had I made close male friends who felt like my female friends, like... I'd never made, like, such close guy friends before that they feel like my brothers or, like, they're just, like, my people. Like, I can't even explain how much I feel like they're my female friends. Like, that's the level of closeness we have. And it was because I just invited everyone I found cool to a big game night. Like, not one-on-one. A game night really reduces the pressure of, like, if you don't have something to talk about, there's something to do together. It's not just watching a movie, so you're still, like interacting with each other you get to gauge different people's senses of humor and if you really like hanging out with them you can be like hey we should all grab dinner tomorrow or like you want to go into the city this weekend like once you start to vibe with people at a game night there's like a little bit of social lubrication to do things in the future and I met so many cool people that way so I met people like Jack and Alex and these names are going to come up again in the story soon but I just like found these people I was like I love hanging out with you and I this would have never happened like because we don't have classes together or anything but 
people you have class with or see in the dining hall or anything like if you just want to make a friend approach someone and be like hey like let's walk to class together or like do you want to grab breakfast tomorrow like it's so scary shooting your friend shot but it's so worth it because you can literally make your best friends from it um so yeah we would have all these game nights which were so fun and you my friend Kyle says this to me and he's like you really only need one good friend because my friend Kyle kind of was like kind of socially anxious about like making new friends so would like we would host things together we'd like host game nights together and a lot of friends would come and it's not just one person so you don't have to just talk to one person you have this whole room of people to talk to and play a game with and that I credit so much to those game nights because they really also helped me blossom and like me realize that I'm a fun person and like people like hanging out with me which is a really good feeling and then COVID happened and I had to say bye to all my new friends and go home which was so sad because I was like well I'm finally finding my place in college and I'm I finally found these people I'm freaking obsessed with and I have to go home now and like we're not gonna keep in touch because we just like had game nights a few times like no one's gonna actually want to keep in touch with me and the magical thing is people did (laughs) the magical thing is I was so anxious about making friends but other people were too and we actually did keep in touch over the pandemic and really well and by the time we were going to get back to campus for my senior year we were finding housing for senior year and me and my friend Kyle again were like we want to live with a bunch of people um but like who do we live with and so okay another story I had a friend crush on this girl named Maya from my freshman year of college and she was the year above me but she like left college to work for a year um and so we just like never overlapped paths and I saw like on Facebook or whatever that she was coming back to campus also I really want to have Maya on the podcast because she's like brilliant super funny but um I saw she was coming back to campus and she also I thought like may not have friends because she left campus for a year and then the pandemic hit and she's the year above us and she's now in our class because of her year off like she probably also wants friends she probably also wants a living situation so I shot my friend shot because you best believe there's not a single friend crush I haven't forced them to become my best friend okay I dm'd her on Facebook and I was like hey like me and my friend Kyle are looking to people for looking for people to live with would you be interested and she was like yeah me and my friend Lauren are actually looking for people to live with like let's form a little group and then I like called my other friends like Alex from the game like basically what ended up happening was me and Maya brought all of our other friends that wanted to live with people and we made a little home together and now I live with seven or I'm the seventh person so we live me and six other people and we have like a really small space it's two bathrooms a little living room and the seven of us and i cannot explain to you how much this friend group means to me like we spend every waking moment together we definitely have a little bit of a codependent relationship or maybe that's just me to them but like i made most of my best friends in college my senior year okay my senior year I want you to think about timelines and expectations and think about whatever you expect so many things from timelines you expect my freshman year I'm gonna meet these people Um, when I move to the city I'm gonna meet my friends immediately it takes time good things take time and good people know good people I met some of my friends because Maya knew some cool people and I just thought Maya was cool like 
it just worked out so well for me and now I live with like my best friends and it's like four guys three girls um and I never thought I would enjoy living with guys that much and like they really are like my brothers or like my closest female friends too like we're all so tight um and it's like so special I'm gonna tell a little story which I think like personifies the entire living situation but until very recently I did not know how to put a tampon in and my friend Maya finally taught me and like I came out of the bathroom I like washed my hands and I walked into the living room I was like I learned you guys and everyone like like clapped like gave me high fives and like it's just like such a sweet living sitch because I love them so much and I never thought I could leave college with such a tight group of friends like I only saw that kind of stuff in the movies and I was like that's not realistic that doesn't exist and I think it does like they are my romantic love right now like it literally fills such a void in my heart that I have not wanted a boyfriend (laughs) like because it just like fills me up with so much joy and I just think freshman year I thought this is my year to make friends and I'm not going to if I don't this year And that's just not true. So for anyone who feels like they've missed their window of opportunity to make their best friends, you're wrong. (laughs) Like, I just don't know how to tell you that. You're absolutely wrong. You need to approach situations with an open mind and an open heart and shoot your friend shot. And I promise good things will come of it. I promise. And not only am I telling you this, I'm also telling it to myself because guess who's having a hard time reconciling with the fact that I'm going to have to make new friends in the fall? I am. And so I visited Chicago in March, early March. And when I got there, I was like visiting for my PhD program and I met a lot of people. And immediately in my head, I was like, nope, I already have best friends. I'm not going to make friends here. They're not my current friends. So they're not my people. And I just like didn't give them a chance. And how unfair is that? Because the people at my college, I had to give a chance to, to make friends. And like, and then I, as I'm in Chicago, I thought back to a conversation I had with a freshman at Olin, and she was telling me, like, oh, I want to transfer. I haven't found my people. Um, my high school friends were so much better than the friends I've made here. And I was like, girl, you knew your high school friends for four years, maybe longer. Like, you've known the people here for four months. That's not a fair comparison. And she was like, oh, that's so true. And recently, she actually said, like, you're right. Ever since I've started giving them a chance, like, my entire world like attitude about it has changed and I was like "Mm, yeah and I thought about that in Chicago and I was like how am I dishing out this advice and not taking it how am I not giving these brilliant people a chance because maybe they're freaking fantastic and maybe I'm the villain here because I'm not letting myself make new friends and it's almost like that's the whole title of the show whoa little connection moment but I think I had to kind of zoom out while I was in Chicago and be like show me how good it gets show me the goodness of friendships I can make here and I'm really excited to actually put that plan into action Um, and with that being said it does require a lot of patience because I keep reading everywhere that it takes around a year to really find your footing in a new city so I hope you guys hold me accountable and keep me in check while I'm moving to Chicago and feeling lonely and trying to make friends And for anyone else also trying to make friends, like, let's do this together. I'm going to have to start all over and let's be patient, keep our minds open, keep our hearts open, and let's see what we can make happen. Because 
I think there's a lot of cool people out there for us to meet and fall in love with platonically, and I'm really very excited. Okay, um, that's our episode for today. And for anyone who doesn't know, I'm not editing these episodes. I really want this to feel like a FaceTime or a phone call because really when I call my friends and I'm ranting to them, I talk for 20 minutes straight. So this is like what it would feel like if you were my best friend and picked up a call from me. So that's what I want it to feel like. Super casual, um, like very just you picked up the phone while you're walking to class and your friend is like dumping on you. Um, So yeah, I really, really love you guys. Um, Thank you for hanging out with me for this quick episode. And DM me questions if you have them about friendships. I love to answer friend questions. Okay. I love you guys. Bye, bye, bye. And that's a wrap. Thank you guys for hanging out with me and listening to this week's episode. If you want more, follow at Show Me How Good It Gets podcast. I read all the DMs I get on there. And then my personal Instagram account is at MalvikaBot and my TikTok is at MalTalks. If you're listening on Spotify, please leave us a rating, preferably a five-star rating. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I hope you can write us a fun little review and write us there as well. Once again, thank you guys for hanging out. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.